Hello, this is Pastor Bob Gray. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast here at Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. I trust the services will be a blessing to you. If I can do anything for you, please let me know. You can find our information on the website at ebclongview.com. Let's go right into the services of Emmanuel Baptist Church. Enjoy God's Word. Thank you so much for uh, having us here. My name is Daniel Gonzalez. This is my beautiful wife, Megan, back there. And we have two boys, Lionel and Luca. They're in the nursery that was prepared just for us. So thank you for that. Thank you for, for doing that for us so my wife could be here. She has a short attention span, so my, the, my message won't be long. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. She told me to say that. I'm, I'm only allowed to say the joke she lets me say. So No, I don't, I don't normally tell jokes. I'm not, I don't have that. I wish I did, uh, but thank you. Uh, but thank you so much for having us here. Uh, we're missionaries to the country of El Salvador. We're currently on deputation, uh, traveling through from church to church and uh, raising support so we can move down there permanently. And uh, we are about 70% of the way, and I'll be presenting tonight. You'll hear more about the presentation there at the church if you're able to attend to the missions conference. Uh, but I'm thankful for the godly heritage God's given me to be uh, where I am today and then to have the family that I have. And I'm thankful for that. It goes back four generations from my mom's side. It started here in Waxahachie, Texas, not, not far from here. Uh, my great-grandfather, L.H. Ashcraft, he, he, was a, he was a town drunk, but someone came knocking on his door and uh, witnessed to him, asked him to come to church, and he came to church that Sunday. And that was a church that his wife attended, my great-grandmother. He went to Sunday school hoping he could sneak out before the main service so that she, he wouldn't run into his wife. But they had blocked the entrance that morning, and I'm thankful for that. He stayed for the service, and he walked the aisle and got saved. And that's where it began in, in my family four generations ago. He, he uh, stopped his drinking, became a Christian, actually became a pastor there. And then soon after that, became a missionary to Monterey, Mexico. And uh, my grandfather, Tommy Ashcroft, following his footsteps, went back there. And then my, uh, my mom went to Howes Anderson College, where, he, where she met my dad, Henry Gonzalez, he's, he's a, a little boy from El Salvador, uh, I want to say orphan, but uh, he, he never met his dad, and his mom, my grandmother, was in California. She fled the, the civil war that was going on there, but he was able to legally come to the United States, heard of uh, Dr. Jack Hiles, and prepared there in the ministry, and the Lord spoke to him to go back as a missionary to El Salvador around 30 years ago. He's been there now. 26 years, and I'm thankful for that. I got to grow up in the country of El Salvador, and it has changed drastically just from when I was there as a young boy till now, and uh, and I'm thankful for that. It's very similar to Brother Haley. I get a tax uh, uh, exempt or something like that because I'm Salvadorian. Now that there's a, a new president, he wants as many Salvadorans to come back. It's one of the few countries where people are leaving the United States to go back to El Salvador to move, and uh there's a, I get, I'm tax exempt to, to move down there with my family. I can even bring up to two vehicles tax free, and I'm thankful for that. We'll definitely take advantage of that. And our plan is to move down in uh, hopefully July, it seems like. So please take a prayer card from our table and pray for us. And if you have any questions, uh, please ask us any questions. How, is there, uh, how many missions majors in college? If you want to raise your hand. All right, there's a few there. All right, that's good. I was a missions major in college. I didn't know where I wanted to go when I went to Bible college. And uh, actually, I didn't know that there was majors and minors 
in college when I went to Bible college. I, I didn't know much. It wasn't until I had started the semester, and I heard friends talking about, what's your major, what's your minor? I'm like, what is that? So then I went to the to the office, and I'm like, can I be a missions major? And they were scrambling, like, okay, we're barely making the deadline here. We'll switch your classes, and they switched them all over. And I wish someone would have told me that when I went to college. Um, but I'm glad I, I took missions in college, and uh, I got to meet the missionaries when they would come and teach in classes sometimes. And I was, I'm thankful for that. And uh, let me see here. If you want to take your Bibles, go to Hebrews chapter 11. Without going, without reading it, uh, does anyone know what this chapter is about? Hebrews chapter 11, raise your hand. Did, if you know, I want to see how many people know. Oh, that's pretty good. All right. Who raised their hand? What, what's it about? Faith. All right, that's good. I didn't know that in college. And uh, <laughs> until I started reading Hebrews 11. And... Uh, I'm glad you guys know that. I remember the first time reading this chapter, and uh, it was very interesting. I like that it, it has many stories in, in one chapter, and many people from the Bible in one chapter. That stuck out to me specifically. I believe that was the reason why the, the author here put it in one chapter, and that was the purpose for it. Uh, but before I, I get started, I'd like to say I got saved in Bible college. I remember I went to House Anderson College, and the pastor there, Pastor John Wilkerson, on one of the, the first chapels there, he preached on salvation to the Bible college students. And it, it kind of threw me off a little bit. Why is he preaching on salvation? We're in Bible college. Shouldn't everyone be saved? Aren't you supposed to put a, a testimony in the application? And I remember doing that. And, uh, and it, it kind of shocked me. Why is he preaching on salvation in Bible college? I, I, we should all be saved, right? And it got me thinking. It got me thinking about my salvation. And I remember growing up. Uh, as a pastor's kid or missionary's kid in church, I would hear salvation often. We'd go soul winning often. I'd passed out tracts. I'd even witnessed to people before. I knew the plan of salvation by memory. I knew the sinner's prayer by memory, um, but I'd never applied it to my life. And uh, I thought that just by repeating a prayer uh, that you would be saved. I thought that just repeating a prayer, saying the right words would get you a ticket into heaven. And uh, that's just my assumption. I'd never asked for help. I'd never, I'd never asked uh, questions about it. I'd just gone with the motions. Uh, I'd just doing what everyone else was doing uh, around me. But it wasn't until Bible college that I questioned it for myself. Have, have I received Christ as my Savior? And I remember thinking I was trusting in the words that I was repeating. I was trusting in that sinner's prayer, not in the Savior. And I remember on a, on a bus on the way to Chicago dropping uh, some bus kids off after church. Uh, I remember thinking just sitting there and on the bus, uh, Lord, I've been trusting in prayers. I've been trusting in what I have done. I've trusted in myself. But it's time that I put my trust in you and what you've done on the cross. Amen. And I remember for the first time, I, I finally, it felt like the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders when I received Christ on the bus. Uh, on the way to Chicago, and I, and I told the Lord, I don't, I don't care if I'm, a, I'm a, a Bible college student, a preacher's kid, a, a missionary's kid, it doesn't matter, I want to make sure that I'm going to heaven when I die, and I remember receiving Christ, and I remember praying a little bit different that day, I, I said, Lord, I know this in his prayer by memory, but that's not what I want to pray this time, I, I said, Lord, I, I'm trusting in you, and what you've done on the cross, not, a, not, a, not words that I can repeat, and when I die, if I, if I don't go to heaven, it's because you didn't take me there. You're the one I was trusting in. And I remember praying something like that 
and just putting my trust in the Lord. So if anyone here is not saved, if you're not sure you're going to heaven, today's the day. There's dozens of people here that can uh, show you how to get saved and, and, and how to receive Christ as Savior. Don't, don't go to hell from a missions conference. Don't go to hell from a Bible college. Don't go to hell from a Baptist church. There is, you have plenty of opportunity. And don't, don't feel ashamed. We're not going to go stab you in the back for receiving Christ. If you've been doubting that, you've never received Christ as your Savior. If anything, we're going to go and, uh, and hug you and, and be thankful that you did it and that you received Christ. So if you want to go to Hebrews chapter 11, and we'll pray before we get started. And I know the time is a little bit later and it's, and it's getting a little bit uh, drowsy in here, so I, I understand that I'll be mindful of that. But let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for the opportunity we have to be here. Thank you for the opportunity we have to be for be here for the missions conference and the sessions. I pray that one more time you meet with us and and to help us learn something from your word and apply it to our lives. Help us to be doers of the word, not hearers only. In Jesus' name, amen. In Hebrews chapter 11, I want to read through it if you'll follow along with me. And uh, it says, first verse is, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And uh, I, I have a, I'm going to give this away. I have a little gift card here. Does anyone know what that is from right there? All right, coffee. Coffee, Starbucks, yeah. Um, this is a, what is this? It's a, it's just a card, right? Is this coffee? Can I drink this? No. But who would want a Starbucks gift card? All right. Uh, several people, yeah. Why would you want it? Because you, you like cards or you like the design? No. Why do you like it? Why do you want it? Well, what it represents, the substance, the what's inside of it, what it can do for you. And I'm going to give this away. I thought about giving it to the youngest college student, but I thought it's probably the oldest college student that may need more coffee. So who's the oldest current college student? Back there? All right. Is that true? All right. If you want to come get it. What's your name? What's your name? John McDaniel. If you want to come get it up here, that's for you. I'm sure you could use the coffee. But the reason I thought about this, here you go. Uh, the reason I thought about that is I don't think cares much about that card. It's uh, it's the substance. It's what it can do. It's the it's what's inside or what what you can get out of it. You know, the Bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for. What's that word substance? It is. Uh, what what ligaments are to your bones, what screws are to the Golden Gate Bridge, what gluten is to bread, or what gas is to a car, that's what faith is to the Christian, and it's uh, it should be your substance. It says, by what faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I remember witnessing in Bible college, and uh, when I was after Bible college, I was working construction, and uh, I wanted. It was my first real job after Bible college that, that I wasn't uh, working and uh, attending uh, Bible college. It was just, I was just working, providing for my family. I want to say it's probably my first official, just secular job. And I wanted to witness to, I've always heard the stories in preaching of, of preachers or, or young people witnessing to their co-workers. And I, wanted, I was doing construction, so we'd ride in the truck on the way to jobs. And I would take advantage, you know, I didn't care if I would get fired. That'd probably even be a better story to tell. I got fired for witnessing to someone, you know. Uh, but I remember witness. Most people don't in the United States don't won't say much or won't say anything if you talk to them about the gospel. 
So I wasn't really afraid for my life or for my job. Uh, but I remember witnessing to this guy, and uh, I told him, he, I could tell he was an atheist. He had mentioned it a couple of times. He had really long hair, and uh, he believed in aliens and stuff like that. And I remember I witnessed to him. I still wanted to go through the gospel and, and give him the gospel. And he listened. He was very respectful. But at the end, he told me this, and that kind of threw me off a little bit. And uh, he told me, you know, what you believe, the reason you believe it is because you have blind faith. And it's, you know, you believe it uh, without seeing it. And so he said, he claims he's seen aliens and stuff like that. So that's why he believed in it. But he said, you believe you have blind faith, and that's what you have. And I, and I didn't say anything about that. It got me thinking. By the way, the more you sow and the more you witness to people, the more you'll hear things and the more you'll grow. The better soul owner you'll be, the more questions you'll hear. Um, but I remember he, he told me that, and it got me thinking, is it true? Do I have blind faith? Or do I, do I have just normal faith? Why do I believe in what I believe in? And I remember years later looking up what Brother Google had to say about faith. And uh, I looked up, what is faith? Obviously, there's the best interpretation of faith is here in the Bible. And I looked up what, what Google had to say about faith. And that's what Google says. It says that faith is something based on someone's belief and not something you can see. Uh, for example, like a religion. And that's what the world wants you to think that faith is. That it's just some belief out there that there's no proof about. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. In other words, faith is the substance. Faith, faith is the proof. If there's proof that there's God, it's because of our faith. If, uh, if the world's going to see Christ in us, it's because of our faith. Uh, but by our fruits, they'll, they'll know him. And uh, faith it should be, faith is the substance. It's the evidence. We're in a missions conference. That we'll be talking about, uh, preachers will be talking about uh, faith, about faith giving, about faith promise. And uh, it's definitely the subject of, of this week. But faith is the substance. It's the, it's the evidence. It's, it's the proof. Like I mentioned, what ligaments are to bones. Without ligaments, your bones would, would be of no use. Without gas, your car would just be sitting in an empty parking lot by itself. It's, uh, it's the inside. Substance is the real physical matter of which a person or thing consists of. It has a tangible solid presence. Another word, faith is real. It's not some fake thing that we believe in. Sometimes we, we put, we use faith as the word belief and, uh, and we use it interchangeably, but faith is real. Faith is something that you can, uh, faith is the substance like the Bible says. I won't, I won't change it from there. Now in, in, in Hebrews chapter 11, if we'll read it, I'll skim through the, through these verses and I'll tell you which ones to read if you want to read it and follow along with me. It says here in chapter 11, verse 4, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Verse 5, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. Verse 7, By faith Noah, being warned of God things of things not seen as yet. And verse 8, By faith Abraham, when he was called out into a place which he should go after and receive for an inheritance, obeyed. Verse 9, By faith he sojourned. He's talking about Abraham. If you keep going, verse 11, through faith, also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. In uh, 
You see here, if you want to go to verse 21, by faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worship. And uh, verse 22, by faith, Joseph. And verse 23, by faith, Moses. And, uh, and there's several verses about Moses right there. And uh, in verse 29, by faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land. Verse 30, by, three, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. 31, by faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not. If you see a pattern in this, and if there's, all, if there's a pattern in the Bible, it's there for a reason. And uh, in, in, this cha- in this chapter, is, you see the pattern of by faith, by faith, by faith. If there's something that these men and women had in common in the Bible, it was, what was it? That they had faith. They, something, maybe the, the defining moment in their lives, maybe at the top when they were being tried by the Lord, they had to practice faith. And by faith, they did what they did. I have a question for you this morning. This message is very simple and, uh, and uh, very short and very simple. Put your name after that. By faith, whatever your name is, John, by faith, Daniel, by faith, uh, Sam, I don't know. I don't, I don't know many of you. But say that by faith and then put your name, what would be written after that? And uh, there's got to be something there. If, if you men, successful men in the Bible, men, women in the Bible that did something for the Lord, they, they did it by faith. They had that substance in them. They had that real faith that they believed in the Lord and trusted in the Lord. They practiced faith. The writer goes on to say in verse 32, And what shall I more say for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and of David also and Samuel and of the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of Fire escaped the edge of the sword out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to fight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, and were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and in caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise, God providing some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. It's very interesting here how... The writer is talking about men and women. This, he says that time would fail me. And he mentioned all these other ones. I guess if he would write of all of them, it would be the whole Bible. It would be the entire Bible of men and women that by faith did what they did. And uh, in Psalms 23, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. In verse 4 of Psalm 23, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of thine enemies. What is the writer saying here? The Lord is his shepherd. 
And uh, I know the Lord may be your Savior this morning. He's probably your Savior, most likely. You better be. If you're here, you'd receive Christ as Savior. I know we uh, practice faith to receive Christ as Savior. It takes faith. It's by grace are we saved through faith. And it's none of ourselves. And uh, let me ask you another question. Is, is the Lord your Savior? That was the first question I asked. Number two, is he your shepherd? Are you trusting in him? Are you having faith in the Lord? Or is the day of salvation the only day that you practice faith? It takes faith to, to receive Christ as Savior. To, to have nothing else but just the Lord to trust in for your salvation, it took faith for you to, to, to do that. But it doesn't have to stop there. Salvation does not have to be the only day that you practice faith. It needs to be a lifestyle like mentioned before uh, in the previous message. It should be a lifestyle. Faith should be the substance. Faith should be what a Christian is made out of. Just like that Starbucks gift card. It's what's inside. It's what's what really is important of that card. It's, that's why we, we would desire that. Um, it should be the faith that should be our substance. Or let, let's not be empty Christians. The We've sang this before. I care not today what tomorrow may bring of shadow or sun, sunshine or rain. The Lord I, I know ruleth over everything and all of my worry is vain. Living by faith in Jesus above. Trusting, confiding in his great love. From all harm safe in his sheltering arms, I'm living by faith and feel no alarm. Uh, this is more of a message where, that prepares you for the rest of the messages that are to come in the conference. Are you living by faith? Are you, is your substance faith? Is your name, can you write your name after by faith, so and so? And if not, we ought to live by faith. Uh, there's a poem I heard while I was on deputation. It goes like this, said the robin to the sparrow, I should really like to know why these anxious human beings rush about and worry so. Said the sparrow to the robin, friend, I think that it must be they have no heavenly father such as cares for you and me. You know, the Lord takes care of the of the sparrow, of, of the birds. He would much more want to take care of, of his children, of his of his own and uh that's what the writer is trying to say here. By faith, by faith, by faith. And uh, that, that's my, my challenge to you. Will you decide as a college student, as a teacher, as a missionary, as whoever you are here this, this, this afternoon, if you'd like to trust in the Lord, I know you've probably already trusted him as your Savior, but will you trust in him and have faith in him with everything, with everything else? If we can trust him with our salvation, Shouldn't we be able to trust him with, with a meal? Uh, shouldn't we be able to trust him with uh, him taking care of us? We're already trusting him with our eternal security. Shouldn't it be a little bit easier to with everything else? And it's just a reminder, by faith, we need to trust in the Lord. We need to live by faith. May the day of that you got saved not be the only day that you exercise faith. Let's live by faith because in chapter 11, if you'll go back to verse 6, <clears throat> there's something very important there that I skipped on purpose because I want to go back to it. Hebrews eleven six says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. What were we made for? To please the Lord. We were created to, to bring honor and glory to him, to please him. Without faith, it's impossible to do it. And uh, in other words, the question would be, are you pleasing the Lord? Does your life please the Lord? 
If the answer is yes, that means it's because of faith. Because your substance is faith. Without faith, is it, it, it is impossible to please him. And uh, my challenge to you is have faith in the Lord. Not just in salvation. That's where it starts. That's the beginning. That's where you're born. And after that, we ought to continue living and uh, trusting in him. Not for salvation. We're saved for eternity. But the Lord wants us to live by faith. The Lord wants us to please him. Why do I obey my parents? Be- to be their, their son? No. I, when I was born, I became their son. But I obeyed my dad. I, as a young kid, I obeyed my dad and my parents because I wanted to please them. You, you look at the testimony of, of many people who are in jail or, uh, or have not had good lives. Uh, they have a common denominator. It's they wanted to please their father. They wanted, to, 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 they wanted their, their dad to be proud of them. Have you heard that before? I, I just wanted my dad to be proud of me. That, it is built in as God made us that way to please our father. Much more our heavenly father. And we're, we're made to please him. And the only way we'll do that is by faith. And, uh, and to keep that in your minds as the missions conference goes on. By faith. I, tell the Lord, Lord, I want to please you. I want to do this Christian life thing, this missions thing, this giving. I want to do it by faith. Let the Lord speak to you in how he would like for you to do it. And this applies to anyone, uh, young or old. Let's ask the Lord to, to show us how he wants us to live by faith and what does that mean to us. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast of the sermons from Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. We trust that the sermons and God's word was a blessing to you and yours. Please visit us at ebclongview.com. If we can do anything for you, please let us know. Have a great day.